This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. couple everybody it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North we're with you for a full hour of sports gambling talk here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app and we are presented as always by the great folks over at PropSwap well the bad news is the NFL season is over the good news is if you were listening to our plays really my partner's plays you made a lot of money during the NFL season because Mike North killed it and I gotta say Mike normally the the Super Bowl prop bets are to me it cleans me out, but we had a really good weekend last weekend as a show. Yeah, and you had the under three and one as a team. Don't give me Mike did this, Mike did that. As a team, we were outstanding this year. Uh, I I basically uh, after a t- further tabulation after the wins last week, including prop bets, I was like sixty percent for the year after starting out like one and nine, Amazing. one and ten. It was a nightmare. Uh, but I got to tell you, Carm, uh, the proposition bets the game i won the game and you know i've said this for the past couple years on the odds couple the system doesn't work for one individual game yet it did for me in the super bowl tom brady i can't believe i bet him four weeks in a row got points and (laughs) put up 30 points every week unreal it was like insane i'm going i can't believe the best quarterback in football outside of aaron Rodgers, peyton manning russell wilson who else watson I can't believe, like, the 10th best quarterback in the league is getting points. <laughs> what a best. joke this whole thing is. Oh Everybody got to be a diva now, except, you know what Tom Brady did? He just left. Yeah, he waited until it was over out. and he left. I'm not happy. Right. I make $35 million, but our team lost our receiver. You don't hear any of this. You know what you see? The last time I saw him, he didn't know what day it was. It's beautiful. He, he wins the Super Bowl, and then he gets blind. It is. I know. How great was that? Oh. I mean, it, it is one of the all-time stories, man. I'll tell you. And it, I, mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised because no. we've seen the guy's career, but I mean, the way this thing came together uh, and the way they finished the season over the last couple of months, not losing a game since December 1st, uh, you know, Patriots missed the playoffs, uh, and, and this guy goes down there and they win a Super I mean, it's just it, it's it's storybook with him. And, you know, I love the way – look, look, I, I always think and I will always think Bill Belichick's the greatest football coach I've ever seen. That's just the way it was. I yeah. saw Lombardi. I saw him all. Okay, I get it. I get a kick out of this is my favorite story of the week. Belichick didn't do much for the Patriots or for uh, Brady's career. But Byron Leftwich guided the Tampa Bay game plan and coached Tom to help coach Tom to a victory. The nonsense you hear for, through the media, which is just, if you can sound it out, you're better off. It was great with the set list last week. I didn't have to listen to Romo. Didn't have to listen to Nance. It was beautiful. I was playing so little Jethro Tull, living in the past, which I do a lot of. And I got to tell you something. The one thing I didn't live in the past was, even though we did live in the past, was picking Tom Brady. Yeah. The guy's just a winner, period. And about a year ago this time, you know, if you were in the futures market. And you 16 were tra- to 1. And exactly, Mike. And you were speculating, well, where do, where is Tom Brady going to land? Oh, maybe the Bucks. Okay, I'll sprinkle a little bit on the Bucks. Good on you. And now here we are a year later, and if we start looking ahead to Super Bowl 56, there are going to be some quarterbacks changing teams, and oh. it's almost like we should try to we should try to do it again. Let's figure out maybe where Deshaun Watson's going to end up. 
And if he if you think he's going to the Miami Dolphins, well, guess what? You can get the Miami Dolphins at twenty five to one right now. If that trade happens, the Miami Dolphins won't be twenty five to one for very long. If you think he's going to the Niners, you can get the Niners at fifteen to one right now. If he goes to the San Francisco 49ers, that fifteen to one is not going to be around very long. You know what? I love all these guys too. I don't have anything against any of them. If you don't want to work for the for thirty five million at this place anymore, go over there and see if somebody will take you. I don't mind the legitimately good quarterbacks. I don't mind the media and the fans talking about the the Watsons of the world, quarterbacks of that ilk, the nonsense of Carson Wentz. I made two terrifying bets this year, and they were with him. Yeah, I mean he couldn't complete a ten yard pass. It was pass. brutal. He was absolutely brutal all year. And for the Chicago Bears, and, you know, I, I, I saw what Cap said. Cap said both teams want out, you know, you know, Mitch and, and, you know, both teams need a relief or to be relieved from each other, basically a fresh start. But that's after Cap put up that Keyshawn Johnson said the Bears need, all they need is a quarterback that's going to throw a couple deep passes, you know, manage the game, and depend on the defense. I go, that's Mitch. Yeah, no kidding. That's Mitch. What are you talking about? And Cap said, but they both need a fresh start. No, Mitch needs a fresh start from being kicked into stones after game three. And there's no way they can get away. And now I want to hear where all, all the geniuses have coming in. That's what I want to hear. Because here's what's going to happen. You ready? Carm, I'm going to call this again. The locker room will be lost if they get rid of Mitch and they bring in a goof like that guy. That guy's horrible. I watched him. He, he was, was he was worse than Foles was the year before in Jacksonville. He, yeah, he was he was true. He, he was, was horrendous. Horrific. He was horrendous. Uh, there's no doubt. I know a broadcaster out in Philadelphia named Artie Clear. He told me, Mike, he's so battered and abused. Yeah, and he was tough to coach. I go, what does that, that mean? That's what I've heard. Yeah. He so he goes. We can't wait if somebody wants him. And, and so I'm basically saying, what are we doing here? He's, he's broken. There's no he's doubt about broken. it. And, and are the Bears really the kind of franchise, with all the trouble they've had, are they the kind of franchise that could fix a broken quarterback? I, I'm not so sure. You know can. what's going to happen? I'm going to predict this right now. Trubisky leaves. He's beloved in the locker room. There's a hangover from that. Nagy does not win, does not make the playoffs. He gets fired. Pace stays because Pace is performance overall with the Rokon Smiths, with the Eddie Jacksons, if he plays up the part, the Khalil Mack deal that got him into the playoffs. I think they're going to blame the quarterback thing on Nagy alone, and I think Pace is going to stay. Hmm, That's my prediction. Boy, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you did bring the coach because you thought he'd get the most out of your quarterback, and unfortunately he hasn't. The false deal should have been Nagy's swan song. Mitch would stay if Nagy left. See, I don't like l- losing Mitch and keeping Nagy. I'm sorry. He screwed this whole thing up from 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 Jump Street. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I mean, it who is? is? A, I don't know. Well, it's we're not th- making the playoffs. You can't have three different quarterbacks no. in three years. Oh my God, it's brutal. I mean, let's let's use our head here, folks. Yeah, it's hard to to put together a program to win a Super. There's no Tom Brady coming here in one year. Mm-mm. But 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 I don't even know if Tom Brady could come here after the damage that has been done by the psyche, by the players in the locker room who all love Mitch. Yeah, they do. But I also think that they're smart enough to know if the up. Well, I guess it depends on the they quarterback that comes in. They went through it already, Carm, with yeah, Foles. I guess it depends on who comes in. Yeah. Well, who's going to come in then? It's not Watson. No, I'm not buying that. Not all either. of a sudden, everybody wants out of everywhere. Yeah, I don't think it's Watson either. I mean, I think Watson will probably get moved, but I don't think the Bears have what it takes to get him, to be honest. No! 
And J.J. Watt's not going to come here. No, and I don't even think the Bears are in a position to go after J.J. Watt. I just got all, I was crying with this little video. J.J., is his little goodbye? Boy, what a, what a disaster they've got. Guy makes like $25 million. He works hard. Did you hear him? He works hard. Well, it was like his rant uh, late in the year. Remember his rant after one of their games? He went off. About- I make $30 million and I work hard. I'm J.J. Watt, but I want out. <laughs> Come on. And this will tell you how bad things must be. Oh, done, my though. God. I yeah, mean- and this general manager thinks he could take, he could fix it. But it- they don't know this guy. Maybe he can. I think McNair did some damage. But, oh. you know, I heard Russell. I, I think a quarterback should have some say in things. But I don't think he should be the you know the guy that makes the final decision. Sounds the like Bull, the Bulls didn't even let Jordan do that. I know it sounds like uh, Seattle's pretty miffed off. I mean, like they're getting calls now every day because of what Russell Wilson said to Dan Patrick. I love and, Russell, and Wilson. they're pissed. When did Dan Patrick start to look like Jack Whitaker? I hadn't seen him for a while. <laughs> I, I I didn't know this. I, I partied with Dan like twenty five years ago. Oh, back in the day, right? Yeah. Oh, we were at dueling pianos. We saw four of them. That's but cool. I just want to tell you. <laughs> Wait, and, and and Dan and I said goodbye to each other. We went our separate ways. We've had wonderful careers. And I saw the video. I hadn't seen Danny for a while. I said, is that Jack Whitaker? That's hilarious. Huh? I saw Dan Patrick in the lodge on Division, like circa oh. 1998, you know, in town in the summer covering the I used to uh, make money on the bowling machine uh, over there. Oh, my God. Remember? One o'clock in the morning. That was the place, You man. turn around, there's somebody right in your face. The, there, there was no room. I know. The lodge is still open. It's still kicking, going oh, strong. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, really, I mean, really, I think I think COVID hit the lodge 25 years ago because <laughs> I think of the contact. <laughs> I think I think they were the original COVIDs. Uh, that's awesome. Huh? All right, when we come back, our buddy Luke Pergandy. Oh, we'll see what's prop hot. Prop Swap, Kansas City guy. Prop Swap. We're going to see what's hot on Prop Swap. I got to tell uh, you and Luke about a ticket that I bought, a futures ticket that I bought. And I'm, you know, I'm well, it's not going to be the Aaron Rodgers one. No, it's not going to be. It's an NHL <laughs> one, actually. Go figure. I love the NHL. I got an NHL futures ticket that Hawks I bought, Hawks won Mike. a big one for me last week. Dallas Super Bowl Sunday. How about it, huh? Yep. Boy, the, yep. last night was... It was a, a rough one for the Hawks, but they're playing better than most of us thought. Oh, so. Sylvie, I, I understand. Sylvie says it's exciting hockey, but I'd still like to win. Of course. Well, Come yeah, on, I, I six five. I, I mean, it was exciting, but I'm done with the exciting and we lose. Yeah, I don't like that. That was a tough way but to they're lose. They're playing last night. better yeah. hockey, and my guy Subban stood on his head for me. Let a glove one. There in you easy, go. Yeah. And that was it. So we'll talk to Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap coming up next. Jim Miller's got Derby Jimmy! preps. Yeah, he's got uh, Derby preps to talk about for the weekend. Yurko wanted me to give out on the odds couple his long shot for oh, the like Daytona it. 500, which is this weekend, Mike. So we'll I'll later. tell you what, I love that race. I used to race on the love beach. My wife and I almost got run over. I love that racing. Oh, yeah. When we come back, Luke Pergandy will join us. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting going. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple. Friday nights at 6 with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back into the Odds Couple on this Friday night alongside Mike North. I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're presented by PropSwap. And it's that time of the show when we talk to one of the two founding members of PropSwap, one of Chicago's own. We love him, Luke Pergandy. Luke the Ravens, the Chiefs. Joins us. Green Bay. Everybody held on to her ticket. Why are they holding on to these tickets, Luke? We try to tell them, don't we? We try. Yeah. 
Yeah, thir- 31 NFL teams. All the tickets, rip them up. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Well, I told, I joked with Mike, now's the, the we got to start looking already for, you know, where we think Deshaun Watson's going to end up and start betting uh, the long shot, you know. I mean, oh, yep. if you think he's going to Miami, get that 25-to-1 ticket now. That's what I would tell everybody, right? Yep, yeah. The, we sold many 50-to-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers tickets, 65-to-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers tickets. Those are all from February 2020. Oh my! Every single oh. one of those tickets was purchased last February. Think about you know what's great? I mean, this is why I'm going to have to become involved as Winston Wolf with these guys because <laughs> I just jotted down just off the top of my head. The, our, really, our last month and a half of shows with Luke, the Chiefs. We tried to talk the guy into getting off the Chiefs. Uh, Green Bay, the Ravens, Clemson. If if that doesn't tell you. You need prop swap, folks. Nothing does because guess what? All four guys that had those tickets and all the hundreds, they thought those were were sure yeah. things, didn't they, Luke? Can't lose. It's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. You just, yeah. just slice through the L.A. Rams. How, yeah. how could Aaron Rodgers ever lose in Green Bay? Couldn't, couldn't happen. How could Patrick Mahomes ever possibly lose coming off last year's Super Bowl win? They just... You know, hung 40 on the Buffalo Bills. How could right. they ever lose to Tampa Bay? I know. Yeah, that's and Lamar what... Jackson, he's last yeah. year's MVP. Right. He's going to get over the hump. Right. And don't forget about Trevor Lawrence. They're a cinch. They, 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 Alabama, whoever they play is going to get rocked, right? People get Come invested on. in these tickets, and then they, they, they're, they get a little delusional. Let's face it. I hate to put yep. it so, so harshly, but that's what, harshly, but that's what it is. Yeah. And, yep. So. Yeah, and I always say, like, I'm not telling you to get off this team. I'm telling nope. you to sell the ticket. It's improved tremendously in value. Go make another bet on this team if you still believe in them. Absolutely. Right? You can still have both. You can monetize this ticket that you got on Green Bay at 50 to one odds before the season started. Monetize it, sell it on Profsop, and then take the sale proceeds we're giving you and go make another bet. So that if Green Bay does pull it off, you've now turned your hundred dollars into a thousand dollars. Yep, and then you. Go about another five hundred back on Green Bat. Yep. Well, and you know, we talked in the last couple, maybe it was probably last week, we might have brought it up because right. in the in the recent in the wake of uh, the whole uh, GameStop and uh, AMC thing, we talked about this idea about shorting stocks and how if you you know you're going to be in the market like we are as sports gamblers, and if you're going to take advantage of a place like PropSwap, I mean, some of that philosophy carries over to sports. And uh, look, I, I put twenty five dollars at ten to one on Kevin Lankin in the Blackhawks goalie to win the Calder trophy the the rookie of the year it's a little bit of a long shot i get it he didn't play great last night in the third period but all i'm hoping for is a good two week or three week run he's already been really good the last couple of weeks and if those odds suddenly drop down to five to one my ten to one ticket looks pretty good and that's the idea here right luke yep that's it just make make bets with us in mind so that these tickets don't have to win anymore they just have to improve and then you can make two three five Green Bay Packers example ten times your money uh, before they even play an NFC Championship game. Yeah, future bets have become like live bets. That's right. They're yeah. they're live every week, just like a live bet that you do during the game, folks. So you know to be stubborn and to go down with the ship, and when you know there's only going to be one winner, and those poor guys that sold Tampa Bay though they still made money. They still so they made money, money, right? Uh, the one the one guy turned two hundred dollars into four Gs. There you go. Wow. Right. And then again, maybe he made another bet. Maybe he took the four G's from us. Right. And then bet another two grand back on Tampa Bay at plus one forty. 
Oh, God, that would have been smart. Now, he's really feeling right? good today. Yep. Absolutely. All right, what else is hot on the site right now? I know last week you told us that the ma- they're action on the Masters already. I mean, uh, it's great for golf. We know that. The field's not great at the AT&T this weekend without the uh, celebrities at Pebble Beach. But uh, Masters tickets are still hot and heavy on PropSwap, right? Yeah, Masters are moving. You know, that's obviously still a couple months away. I, I think this is college basketball season. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we, are, we are right in the mix of it. The last, you know, few guys. Underdogs that made the national championship, Texas Tech, two years ago, they were 200 to 1. Uh, the year before Texas Tech was Loyola, Chicago, going from 1,000 to 1 odds to showing up in the final four. Like, those odds were found in February. Wow. They're not found once you get, once the bracket is set on March, you know, 15th. Those long odds are found in February. So I'm trying to tell people go bet right now on these college basketball futures because. Four weeks from now, tournament begins, and now your ticket can you know be toast and one upset by UMB the the UMBC Golden Retrievers beating Virginia. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's going to happen again, and especially in a year yep. with looking like no North Carolina, no Duke, right? Potentially no Kentucky. I mean, these powerhouse teams no are looking like they're not even going to make this thing. Yeah, I know it's it's pretty wild. The yeah. only way they could do it is through the conference championship. That's it. Yeah, Kentucky's going to have to go on some kind of yep. run. I mean, they're five and thirteen. It's unbelievable. And there's an Illinois ticket you were saying that's up for sale with pretty good odds, right? Yep, yep. So we have an Illinois ticket at odds of seventeen to one, and that's the best odds of the country in U of I. Um, I'm shocked it's still up for sale. Uh, they they open the season at odds of eighty to one. I even saw him at a hundred to one. Yep. So okay. he's trying to get out. But then the ticket that's supposed to be sale on Prop Stuff is at the 17 to 1. That's the best in America. All right, Luke. Have a great weekend as always, buddy. And we'll talk to you next Friday. Oh, please help. All right. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Mike. You, Take care, Luke. He is at Luke Pergandy on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. I read that uh, at BetMGM, Mike, for example, only Gonzaga has more futures tickets to win the NCAA tournament than Illinois. There's a lot of love out there right now. And yeah. the books are fearing Illinois and Michigan a little bit because of what Luke just said. Illinois and most books opened at 80 to 1. And Illinois those... is like the girl you meet at the bar at 8 o'clock in the evening. She says she, after an hour you, you fall in love, she says she's with you for life. You go to the bathroom, you come back, she's gone. Okay. <laughs> Illinois always breaks your heart somehow, some way. Either they're never in it or they're close to winning it. I mean, I'll never. The one of the greatest games I've ever seen is Illinois versus Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, God, yeah. That was the night, I mean, I that was one of my great nights. I ended up at Gibson's and Rosemont, and I ended up sitting at the table with Bill Murray. And no I kidding. Said, oh, yeah. We we partied for about an hour, hour and a half. Sat Rhett and B was with me, and there was about a table of 10. It was one of those round tables. And then I said to Bill, we started talking. I said, listen, I need you to come on my show. He goes, yeah. I says, but here's my card. If you're not going to come on my show, tell me now. Don't play games. We're having fun back and forth. He takes my card, rips it in four, puts it in his <laughs> mouth, and, and drinks it down with the wine. So he never came on. <laughs> never came on. Boy, that was good of him to tell you to tell you like exactly what he was feeling, though. That's pretty awesome. He's awesome. He's he, such a he's such a pee. You was know? was you, he fun to hang out with? Because I've heard he can be. Oh, he's like, a, he, no, he's a little aloof. Yeah. I mean, but we we had a little thing. B was with me. We're talking just a little. He wasn't very. He was. I Mark Grace. I we talked about yeah. him. I guess they were buddies. Yeah. And stuff like that, and you know. But then I told him, if you're not going to come on, tell me now. Right. And That's he hilarious. rips the card in fours and drank it down. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, Merkin's got a great Bill Murray story from. Uh, oh yeah, you should tell Merk. it, Merk. From, from Come the, on, Merk. From the World Series in 2016. Do we have time to tell this? Story? Well, is it like Go is ahead. it one of the works where he's got? Does he have to have a chair and the fireplace? Has he got that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean you can tell it real quick, it, real quick. Cat met him at the the hotel. We were at the World Series. This sure. was after the win. This is after Game Seven. No, no, this is before. This is before no. Game. This is that's the Adam Abdallah story. But there goes the end of the story. I mean. That, are you sure, yes, Mark? Yes, I know right, the story. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead, go it was before go Game Six, okay. And Bill Murray's in the hotel lobby. Cap goes up to him. They start talking. Bill Murray loves Cap, I guess. And, sure. And then Cap says, "Hey, I'm about, to go, to, I'm about to go do my radio <laughs> show. Can you come to my radio show?" Bill Murray says, "Absolutely." Mm-hmm. Gives him his cell phone. Cap calls me up. Says, "I just booked Bill Murray to start the show." Great. So I call Bill Murray up and I said, "Hey, he's talking to someone else like for two minutes." Finally, I said, "Hey, Bill, you ready to go?" And he says. That bleeping bleep gave me gave out my cell phone. I said, "That's the only way you're going to come on." He goes, "Blank you," and he hangs up the phone. And oh yeah, we didn't have Bill Murray on. I mean, I got one uh, real quick. We got time, real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Jesse. Jesse says Joe Montana's on the phone. He wants to talk to you. I go, "Who?" He goes, "Joe Montana." I go, "You're kidding?" He goes, "No." I go, "Hey, Joe, you're in town for the autograph thing." I, I just want to say you're the greatest guy quarterback. My wife loves you. Blah blah blah. He goes. Mike, it's Joe Montana, the actor. <laughs> Jesse mispronounced it. Jesse, come on. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I, oh, I got a million of them. I love Joe Montana, <laughs> He's too. the best. He is so great. That is phenomenal. Uh, yep. All right, when we come back, Mike and I are going to start talking about uh, some NBA action that I want to cover, uh, including, speaking of futures bets, I mean, some of the action we can get right now on MVPs, for uh, the MVP award for... Uh, the NBA, and we got a lot to do. We're still going to talk uh, a little bit about. I know we we really do. There is a big race this weekend with Daytona. We got a long shot to give out. Couple don't stop. We're no, momentum. We don't stop, baby. We're going to keep on going. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back on the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN One Thousand. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeValgo. On ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all new ESPN Chicago app. Back inside the Odds Couple, alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're presented by PropSwap. Don't forget, you'll get the Encore replay tomorrow before White Sox Weekly with Connor Knight. We'll be on 8 to 9 if you missed anything uh, on Saturday morning. Also, right when we're done tonight, the podcast will be up. So make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app downloaded on your smart device. You can catch up on our great podcast and all the great podcasts and all the shows and all the interviews in case you ever miss a thing. Got some updated NBA MVP odds, and LeBron James at 36 years old is now the betting favorite, Mike. He is two and a half to one. If LeBron were to win the award this year, he'd be the oldest in NBA history. He just turned 36. Carl Malone is currently the oldest player in NBA history to win the award. He won his second in 1999 at the age of 35, and MJ won his fifth at the age of 34 and 98. But nobody over the age of 35 has ever done it, and LeBron is now the favorite. He's still playing great. Oh, it's great that he's doing that in front of sparse crowds, sparse audience. Nobody. Sparse ratings. You know, I mean, people don't – you want to talk about people that are LeBroned out. I mean, this is the generation where people try to give me the LeBron is as good as Jordan argument. When Steph Curry, during LeBron's prime, came in and took over the league. 
So yeah, I mean, but he was, that, ne- he was never as good as LeBron. As, I mean, as great as Steph can, was. Have you seen his last six games? Oh man, hey, Steph! It, uh, Wait a minute. He's sixteen to one right now. That's a nobody big. came into the league when Jordan was here that weighed that weighed one hundred fifty pounds and took the league over. Uh, the like he too, did. The league was too different back when Jordan played. It was too physical. But but Steph Curry still took the league over with LeBron in his prime. Won three championships. I don't get the argument. Here, I'll give you the best argument. Who's the player of the generation? Kobe, Steph, or LeBron? It's between those three. Yes. Of the last like, 20 the, years? Over the last 20 years. Yes. It's, it's between I think it's those LeBron. three. I would say LeBron, but yes, Boy, it I'll is between you. those three. I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's in another world. I mean, nobody came in when he was in his prime and said, I'm the new guy, and, and he slapped him around and won three titles from him. Yeah. None. And you know the guy that we leave out, and it's unfortunate? Tim Duncan. Oh, you know, yeah. like I mean, I loved him. He was in, he was unbelievable, but he didn't. He wasn't quite like those other guys. And I don't know, guards got to get more attention, maybe a little bit, especially in this era. I don't know, but I mean, Golden State is fourteen and twelve. Durant's gone, and Clay Thompson's out. Out, I know. I and Steph, they're fourteen and twelve. I'm telling you, Steph at sixteen to he's one, he's unbelievable, that, man. That, that's like we were just talking with Luke about, you know. Take twenty five bucks at oh, sixteen to one. Like if, take him if Steph continues to play. Like his February has been phenomenal. You know what he did to me the other night? It's obscene. And what happened was I I I gave out the game at Cleveland plus seven and a half against Golden State. Yeah. Well, uh, no, against Phoenix. That was the Phoenix game where Chris Paul sat out and I lost that game. I bet against uh, my guy Golden State. Golden State the other night, he hit one from half court. I know. It's like it's, it's unbelievable. Nothing. I'm going, what are you supposed to do? Tell the guy to go out and guard him? He's 20, he's like 30 feet away. It's like Damon Lillard, too. Like, these guys are 30 feet, and to them, it's nothing. They're like, I can yeah, shoot Yeah, but Damon Lillard he hits a wall. He's on Portland. Yeah. Golden State, Curry changed the game. LeBron didn't change the game. LeBron, may, I mean, is tremendous. Don't get me wrong. But this little guy came in and changed everything. Yeah, I mean, I think his, the he three sort point of, shot. He ushered in like this this revolution of we've got to have guys that can shoot threes. You're right. Like he made it fashionable to shoot thirty threes a game. Yes, they figure if you make more than half of them, I mean, you oh, got a ton goes, of points. If you shoot shooting forty percent from three is better than shooting fifty percent from two. So that's that's the whole thing. And I look, LeBron James, God bless him, and he'll probably win again. But man, he's he got. Might. Anthony Davis on his team. I mean, well, I, you know, I just got to see what Steph does the rest of the year. The other night I watched him; he was he was fantastic. Steph at sixteen to one is one that I circled. Though I agree You're with right. you. Right, that's a good one. And and I'll tell you, man, Joel Embiid is playing great now. He's four to one. He's second choice. He but heard the whispers last year and he saw what Giannis was doing. He went back to work. You might be right. Like he's he's, playing he's great. a different guy. He's a different guy. He is. He's playing. Jokic is playing great. You know, Jokic oh is almost averaging God. a triple-double. If he played for the Knicks, he'd be an MVP. He would be. That's what I mean. I mean, he's in Denver. You got. I, I think he got to fly in by seaplane. I know. I don't know what you do to see this guy. He's never on TV. It's a shame, isn't it? He's I, 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 I go to the NBA package. They go, we might show Jokic tonight. It's so they don't even give you the option. It's I mean, it's crazy. If he played for the Knicks or the Bulls, imagine the Bulls. That's a oh player that can change everything. Look. If the Bulls got, I don't, I don't want to hear about Zach Levine. I know people love him. I think he's still got to learn to play both ends of the court. But I, I like the guy. I have no problem with him. Works his butt off. Yep. They, they praised him the other night when the night before everybody was ripping him because he didn't get a foul on the layup. Right. It, it, that's what being a superstar is all about. But if we could get Steph Curry or Jokic here, oh, 
it changes Chicago basketball like Jordan did. That's what they're still looking for. You're right. I mean, Zach is a nice player. I, there's no but doubt about it. he's not that guy. Right, yeah. Like, until they find that guy and, like, pair yeah. him with Zach, it's you're still well, kind of spinning your wheels. we could get Jokic, can you imagine no. this town? Huh? He'd be the king of the uh, of Lithuania. I don't know where he's from. Is he from? Jokic is. I want to say, sir. I'm going to say somewhere Serbian. in the Balkans, but I can't. I don't know which great one city exactly. to play in. Yeah, I mean I Denver. Huh? He's a Balkan. I think he's from the Balkans somewhere. Where is he from? Mer- Got a Mer- summer home there. <laughs> the Balkans. Might be one doesn't, of Randy have, doesn't Randy have a business? He's from Sambor, Serbia. He's from Serbia. Serbia. Okay, so yeah, he's Serbian. Yeah. He's one of the Balkan kind. And he, he also, in his part-time, you could have him collect money with you. They'll Boy. pay. He's an intimidating-looking oh guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, you take him with you. Oh, my God. You don't want to I come mean, what a player, what a passer. What He does it all, but everything, he's in Denver. Everything. I know. It's too bad. Like He gets lost <laughs> in the shuffle. You're absolutely yeah. right. The big game of the weekend in the NBA is tomorrow night. I, it'll be fun to watch it tomorrow night. ABC uh, Warriors hosting the Nets. It looks oh. like KD will be back, so he gets to play against. His you mean the team. guy that put his finger through Steph's belt loop yes. to win a championship? That, that guy. guy. Yes, that guy. Yeah, okay. He's back uh, in Golden State in Oakland. It's well, San Fran now uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the only thing is Harden say, still fat. How do you get fat playing in the NBA? I don't know. How yeah. do you? How are you that fat? He looks like he's lost some of it. I think he's not on defense. Wow, he never had it on defense. That's what I was going to say about them. Like, if you look, oh, they give up 120 like it's nobody. Just bet the over in the 13 games he's played. I mean, you're seeing overs of like 240 in these games. In the 13 games he's played in uh, in Brooklyn, they're 10 and three to the over. They're scoring more than anybody else. They give up more than anybody else. They don't want to play any defense, and they no. score a lot. 70% no. of Brooklyn's games have gone over the posted total this year so far. So I'm, I'm assuming tomorrow that line's going to go up in the morning, and we're going to look at a line of, like, that total's going to be, like, 244.5 tomorrow, Mike. It's you know what? They're going to play smart, though, because when they want to play D, the other night they were taking some heat, and they played some D. Let me tell you something. They'll be out the st- – all you have to do with Golden State, if you really want to prove a point, is to – Double team stuff if you want, but man, he can dribble. He can. Oh, yeah. The guy gets rebounds. He's like five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. That's the thing that's. I don't get it. About how me. come nobody talks about him in the same reverence as LeBron? How come? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think they look. I think Steph is he pretty won much three championships during LeBron's reign. I know, and it's it's amazing. I think isn't it? I think he is. Uh, is I think he people, small. Yeah, but I mean, I think people recognize him as the greatest shooter in the history of the game. Yeah, uh, he's a prolific he scorer. Is. I mean, he is certainly going to go down as one of oh. this era's great players. There's My no God, doubt. and I'll tell you what. I mean, Seth Greenberg that, uh, from ESPN. You know, I remember doing DePaul games, and you know, he was one of those coaches that always stood in my way. You know, you're the analyst <laughs> yeah. at the table, and but he, I did not know this that Steph Curry, I, he didn't take him. Mm. He he walked out. I mean, he he went somewhere else because. Well, uh, when, you mean when he was was he coaching Vatek at the time? Yes. Wow, how about that? Because Dell went there. Yeah, that's right. Dell was Dell's a Vatek. Yeah, and he wow. said no. Wow. Is and that, so that's the well. And look, and then he goes to Davidson and he helped Davidson it. get to a final. Didn't that's he go to right. Final four. Every time I see Seth uh, Seth on TV, I go I go to myself. Why? Seth Greenberg. Well, where'd they go to, Murphy? They lost to Kansas in the Elite Eight. So they went to the Elite yeah. Eight. I'm sorry. Okay. They made that little run where he went to the Elite Eight. Maybe I'm thinking of one of those uh, George Mason or VCU teams. They, they made some Final Four runs, right? But not Davidson. Right. But that was still an impressive run. Absolutely. Um, and look at the way his career has turned out. I mean, he's absolutely tremendous. And this right. year could be a different year, like Luke was saying about, because a lot of the big dogs are going to be out unless they win their conference championships. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine we're looking maybe at a tournament with no Kentucky, no Duke? 
You know, I know North. You think Carolina. you think Coach K should let his hair go and not dye it anymore? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. He's got to be dying that thing, right? Oh, I mean, come on! It's jet black. It's 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 like really. I mean, seriously. I mean, he, he's he's got dark hair as, as dark as it gets. No, he's he, of course he's got to be thirty years older than me. Go he's, gray. I, I've got all this gray hair. He's got none. I mean, it, it ain't right. You know what? You shaved the beard. I'm going to. He's seventy three. He said. He, that's what I say. He's thirty years older than me. I'm forty. He's doing the Reagan. He's doing the Reagan. The hair dye. He's doing the hair dye. Is right. Yeah. Mark. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? His hair's darker than Dean Martin's when Dean was 30. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. Something's not right. All right well, I, we, mean, you know, I mean, if you ask him, he won't tell you. you no. Know, it, well, to put like, it into, I mean, he'll give you the answer. He won't give you the right answer. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> you know, he'll give me the right answer. He's right. He probably wouldn't admit it, but we all you know. Never, you never go up to somebody. There's two things a guy doesn't do. Are you dyeing your hair or do you wear a toupee? You wear a toupee. It's like the Bill no. Self. You know, everybody accuses Bill Self of wearing the toupee. Wow. So, can you imagine what he looks like without one? No. No, me neither. Zetterman swears that there's no way it's a toupee, but I don't know. That looks like a toupee hey, to me. Hey, Jimmy, did you have, tell Zetterman they all wore toupees. John Wayne, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, I'm going to tell him that, actually. Tell him to go You're look right. at all these guys. And they, they had Jimmy Stewart, they had great toupees. If John Wayne can wear a toupee, so can Bill, Bill Self. And he shouldn't be ashamed. Yeah. When, when we come back next, our guy Jimmy Miller. Jimmy! Boy, Jimmy's been unbelievable. We got yes, a big derby prep race down uh, in New Orleans this weekend, so we can pick Jim's brain about that, and he'll try to give us some winners. Plus, we've got a few best plays for everybody. Before we're out of here, don't go anywhere, folks. We still have more to do. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple. We're entering the home stretch. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you each and every weekend here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And it's time to talk to one of our favorite guests. He's given us so many winners, and he's so much fun to talk to. He is the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Make sure you follow him, the one, the only, Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy. Gentlemen, you know what? It's weird. We just wrapped up Super Bowl. We're yep. a few weeks from March Madness, but now we're starting to get into the big point races for Derby prep. So this is kind of an exciting time in the horse racing world. We got lots of action. Uh, you mentioned the tournament is going to be around the corner here. And as we've discussed a little bit in the last couple of weeks, the sports books, the points bet books are open at the Crestwood and Hawthorne Racecourse locations. Can people already start reserving spots, Jimmy, if they want to watch some of the college basketball action next month? Yeah, they can They can start reserving spots, and it's good because food and beverage service is available as well. And hopefully when numbers continuing to trend in the right direction, we'll get more and more capacity also. But I'll tell you, especially that Crestwood location, that's where you want to be for March Madness because you have all of these massive TVs. The smallest TV on the wall is 75 inches. So if you want to watch the games, you want to get out there and watch multiple games, that's really the place to go. I was going to ask you about harness racing and the weight of the drivers, okay? <laughs> I never yep. – I used to love McGee. I used to go, to, you know, and, and Stanley Banks. And every year you'd see them, they'd get a little bigger. Is there a weight, like a certain weight that we know what little jockeys do on thoroughbreds? Sure. But is there a certain weight that they can't get to 
before they tell them <laughs> the horse is being just dragging your fat ass around? <laughs> you know what? It, that that is a, that is a good question, actually, because Dave McGee was not a big guy. I mean, Dave McGee probably weighed about 150 pounds, right? Maybe at his biggest, and just incredible hands too. And I'll tell you right now, the guy that's our leading driver here in the state of Illinois is Casey Leonard, and Casey weighs about 170 pounds. So, so really, it's got to be, you, you got to be 170 to 180 or something. You can't be 250. You're going to hurt the, the, the no, chance two, of winning, right? Def, yeah, 250 is definitely going to be a detriment. And, and I'll tell you, where things have really changed is in the race bike. You're talking about these tires that the air is pumped to the maximum level in the tires. They're aluminum race bikes. So the weight of the bike that they're pulling is more streamlined just to get a, 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 as much speed as you can out of there. What it comes down to with the driver, though, Mike, and I think it's actually more important than you see in thoroughbred racing. Sure. I think the driver is way more important on the harness then because they really have such small areas to put the horse in, but really split-second decisions because if you get buried and shuffled to the back of the pack in a harness race, you're done. Hmm. Thoroughbred race, you might be able to squeeze through that hole. So really, there is such a huge importance to the harness driver. What What is the weight, the average weight of a jockey in the thoroughbred races? Jimmy? I think it's like sure, 100, you, 100, right? Yeah. You, you look at the average weight for riders nowadays, probably about 110. Okay. Um, the weights for horses have been raised a little bit over the course of recent years. So horses right now for three-year-old races, you're looking that they're carrying about 115 pounds, and that's with everything included, the saddle, mm, the yeah. silks, and everything. So, yeah, jo jocks are some of the best athletes in the world, because think about that. You're trying to balance a 2,000-pound animal that is going 35 miles per hour and you're standing on two little two inch wide pieces of metal Crazy. and making split second decisions. I saw, a special. I saw a special on Lafitte Pinquet. Mm. He threw up in the mor in the morning, then he had a half a peanut for lunch, and then he rolled. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, honest to God, that the guy didn't eat. Oh and and then when he did eat, when some of these guys did overeat, they talked about how a lot of jockeys get damaged. Their esophagus is they sure. throw up every day. Uh, like wrestlers. Yeah, and it is. And, and, and things have changed for that, though, too, Mike, because you talk about nutrition. Nutrition mm -hmm. is a huge thing for them right now. And especially yep. in the world of COVID, you don't have the hot box anymore. You don't oh. have ways to pull weight. So these guys are out running. They're putting a lot of clothes on. They're running. They're exercising, doing whatever they can to keep their weight down. All right. So we got. I know we have a big uh, prep race here, Derby Prep, uh, happening in New Orleans, like a fifty pointer. So I'm. We'll talk about that one here. What are the races that we like for this weekend to bet on, Jimmy? All right. So we'll talk about that one last, Carm. Okay. The first race that we're going to look at is the El Camino Real Derby, and that's at Golden Gate. That's a ten point Derby Prep. I like the five horse Petruchio. Bet that horse across the board. Tactical speed improving in each start out. And then the race before the big race at Fairgrounds on Saturday, race 12 is the Rachel Alexandra. Bet the nine horse Charlie's Penny across the board there. That's a horse that really improved around two turns in its last out for a stakes win. But the big race that you're talking about is the Risen Star. That's race 13 at the Fairgrounds, $400,000 race. That's the first 50-point race. You win that race, you're in. And the horse I like is the 11. That's Mandaloon. This is a horse that was really wide in the last out. Still a game third as the four to five favorite in that race. Bet it across the board. Now the horse is nine to two in the morning line. That's an exceptional price on that horse. Uh, Yerk likes, um, uh, what is it, Bourbon Midnight or Midnight Bourbon? It's the one with bourbon in yep. the name. Is that a good yep. horse? And that was the horse that was the horse that won that last race and beat Mandaloon. That's okay. a horse that has a, has, a, has a ton of talent and, and going to be one of the favorites. I might uh, make a little couple of little exotic Lurk plays like, those He two. likes Midnight Bourbon more than one. Well, you know I do, absolutely. <laughs> All right, and what was the which race at Golden Gate, Jimmy? Oh, sure, race eight at Golden Gate, race the five eight. horse. Okay, so we're going to go Golden Gate first, the eighth race, the five horse across the board, and then the two at Fairgrounds, 
the 12th race, the nine horse across the board, and then the big one, the 50-pointer. The winner of this horse will be in the Derby in May. That's the 13th race, the 11-horse Mandaloon across the board. Sound good? Yep, decent prices. Try to beat some favorites and make some money. All right, let's do it. Good luck, uh, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jimmy! buddy. Uh, all right, boys. Take care. There he is, uh, the galloping gen, Jim Miller. Great stuff. We also got Derby Week. Uh, Derby, excuse me. We've got uh, Daytona 500 weekend. Yurko's hit a couple of these long shots before God when bless. he's given them out over the years. He said, everybody take 10 bucks or so and put it on a 60-to-1 shot, Eric Jones. And I believe he is new. I think he took When is that? When's Eric Jones running? Uh, Eric, that's at Daytona. Um, oh, Eric, you mean the you mean the driver? The driver, yeah. Oh, beautiful, Eric, Eric Jones. Hey, out of nowhere, fifteen to one's good odds for an unknown. Sixty to one. Oh, 60, sixty to one. I thought you said fifty to one. A, a bomber here. So if uh, okay, you know, maybe put ten bucks on that if you like, or twenty bucks on that if you want to keep an eye on the Daytona five hundred. Denny Hamlin's the favorite. He's eight to one. Uh, you know the the, the, the Richard in, Petty looks the same. The interest. Here, How is that? I don't know. It's a big. How does a guy look like he did nineteen fifty two? Looks exactly like he did. He does. Like, he was. He was just in a commercial too. I, he looks like he did. Yeah, like he looks. It's great. scary. I've never. He he looks the same as when I was a kid. I'm not kidding. With the cowboy at the with the same frame, hasn't put on any weight. Nothing. Mm. I will definitely make a wager on Daytona. I was telling Yurko earlier when Eric Jones. La, last spring. When everything got shut down, and when Mike and I came back, and when yep. sports were coming back, uh, we, we were doing uh, cornhole. We were betting cor- championship. We were betting NASCAR every weekend, Mike. Yeah, we, we were we- doing NASCAR, and I had uh, some guy named Josh from Davenport, Iowa, <laughs> the cornhole championships plus three. We were giving out winners in. We were cornhole. doing it. We we're going left and right. Yeah, we were so happy for the NFL. In NASCAR. We? Oh, my oh God, the NFL winning. was like a a dream come true. I love it. And they did a good job pulling it off. They did. They made it all the way through. You believe yeah. it? All right, what do we like? Uh, any best plays we want to get out before we're done, Mike? Yeah, I got one. I'm just going to take the Lakers minus seven tonight against a very good Memphis Grizzly team. Yeah. Seven seems like a lot, uh, but it isn't a lot. if When you stop and think the Lakers, when they play a good team, they come out to play them. When they play an average team hmm. or somebody, they, they play down to their competition. So I'm uh, my reading gave me the Memphis Grizzly tonight, folks, plus seven. Do what you want with it. It's not the NFL. I'm not automatic. The NBA is different. Last week, for instance, Carm, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Paul, Cleveland, plus seven and a half. Uh, three hours before the game, I, Chris Paul, I got a sore throat. Yeah, he didn't play, right? Yeah. Five and a half. Ouch. You could have middled it. The yeah. game ended on six. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Very rare. How about it? Yep. Uh, I'll give you just one, too. Uh, you know, the best, the team with the best record in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, 20 and five. They yeah. also have the best against the spread. Donovan record. Mitchell got to get some MVP talk. He's played great. That's Where true. are they without him? That whole, I mean, that, that, that whole collective. I mean, they can really guard. They're great three point shooters. Mitchell has been terrific. They're 18 and seven against the number this year and for the first time all year the bucks are going to be an underdog it's about one and a half or two i'll lay it with the jazz tonight um you know at home against the milwaukee bucks my question to you would be how come lebron's the favorite when donovan mitchell's got this team where it's at because he's not known maybe he's in utah he's playing in utah (laughs) i was in utah with jigs yeah we were lonely i bet Mikey, happy wagering God as bless. always. Uh, a blast as always. We always. thank all of our guests. Luke Pergandy, Jim Luke. Miller. Jimmy. Thank you to Randy Merkin and to My Eric man. Ostrowski and to Sean Davis. Great work, everybody. And everybody have a wonderful weekend, and we'll do it again next Friday. Mike and I will see you then. Happy wagering, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. So long. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.